Madrid podcast. I'm going out because I need to change my life. Yo, what's going on guys? It's Adam here from the Bodojo Podcast. Welcome to episode 67. I think it's 67. I could have fucked that up. I don't know. You check for me later. Uh, I'll certainly find out later. But today we're going to be diving in on what I think is the best age, the perfect age, if you will, to begin learning about pickup. And what that really means for those of you at different stages of the journey. Because listen, that's the title. That's the clickbait title. I can't put a full fucking essay in the title. But, you know, so that gets you in here. But what we're really going to go off here is, is there a too old? Is there too old? Like you just, you're too, whether that's north of 30, north of 40. And I'm sorry, son, but your time's up. <laughs> your time your time to double dig down is up. And you got to, you're now being... Uh, exercise from this community no i don't think so i don't think so let me honey dick you guys from the beginning i don't think there is a too old i've got stories i've got guys that i've coached that are north of 40 that are fucking ripped it fucking killed it up on boot camp i don't think there is a too old within reason like i'm you know don't be that guy who's like but adam what about the 70 year old trying to approach an 18 year old well listen Give me a break it. I can't cover everything, but we're going to talk about principles. So don't be that guy. Don't get your mind stuck in the mud. Stay loose with me. Stay with me here. And we're going to dive into the older side of things. If you're an older dude listening in here. But then we're also going to dive into the younger. For those of you that are spring chickens. For those of you that have just kind of, you know, you're still real green. Green to life. Green to life for sure. Maybe you're a, maybe you're a 12 year old listening to this. Maybe you're 14, 16, 18, early 20s. I'm just going to cover the different stages of the journey in different ways because of this one email that a gentleman named uh, Todd, T-O-D-D, Todd, not going to mention his last name, but actually I probably, no, I won't mention, definitely won't mention his last name, but normally I don't even mention first names because normally the context is way, way too gravy for me to be able to even get into that. Like if a girl happened to come across this or someone came across this, you know, they'll be able to pick it up. But this guy's question is very general. It's mainly, it, I've got it right here. It's pretty much starting off with how old is too old for this day game, etc. So that's that's the setup. We're going to go into what it means for each and every one of you at whatever stage you are. And what I think if there is a best age, maybe we'll wrap with that. But you know, that's just the title. But we're going to dive into what I've seen different people have in terms of, uh, I guess, attributes. Like what, what helps a guy who's maybe 15 or 16 or 18 coming in versus what and then also what hurts him and then versus what helps a 40 year old but also what hurts him as well so no matter who you are no matter who you are listening to this pod or watching it on youtube you're going to be served you're going to be served up a nice hot steamy bowl of justice that's what i'm talking about i'm feeling good we've had a great uh i had a great morning had some meditation caught up with old mickey uh shout out to mickey uh, if you're listening and yeah we're gonna dive in i hope you guys are doing well if you guys aren't following me on Instagram, that's where I'm most active outside of this YouTube slash podcast content. So hit me up at at Tang one That's double O-I Tang one. That's Instagram, most active there. Then probably Facebook after that, which is at the Adam Ui. And then Snapchat after that. Snapchat is the ugly child. Fuck, that's some good water. It's a straight mineral. Straight mineral, sparkling. Okay, so let's get in. Let's get into it. So I got this email from this guy, and I'm not. I don't. You know, this is the potto. I don't know which way we're going to go with this, but we'll go with it. So let me read out his message, and we'll fly from there. 
So he goes, hey, Adam, great content, and I'm grateful to have discovered it. Thank you. My question, how old is too old for this? Day game, etc. It's a long story, but I've dealt with a chronic illness for much of my adult life that has intermittently taken me out of commission and in a large way, hindered me from getting, in quotes, this handled, end quote. Now on the, now on the north side of 40, I feel like there's little time left. Any insight or success stories you can share with, in quotes, older, in quotes, clients uh, you've worked with, sincerely, T. I'm going to call him T, Todd. So, yeah, the, the how old is it too old for one? This doesn't come up as much, nearly as much as I would maybe think it might. Like, I would think that in this day and age, there's there's plenty of, I think there's plenty of 35s and above, it's 40s and above that are not necessarily killing it in their dating lives, but lack the humility to do what Todd's done here. The humility to reach out to someone that has spent a tremendous amount of time, got a tremendous amount of context in this one area and reach out and see what can we, what can be done about our scenario here. And so let me just like straight up say to Todd right now, if he's listening in and to all 40 plus year olds listening in, you know, is there a too old? How old is too old for this? I don't think there is a too old. And my response to him, I told him, I'll, I'll go, I'm going to go in on a potter with you for this. But in short, because I like to just, you know, deliver a little bit of value straight up. I don't think there is a too old because I think drive is drive. In the same way that I don't think that, that there is a young or too young is too young. Because there have been 14-year-olds, 16-year-olds that I know that have just this, this undeniable drive to improve themselves, to self-cultivate, to get down this path of learning what it means to learn about feminine energy, to learn about the dance and the interplay between masculine and feminine energy. And then you take that out, extrapolate that out to just social dynamics, just learning about what it means to be a more socially expressive, more socially confident Learn what it means to be more grounded, more centered within yourself. I don't think there's too young for that. I don't think you could be too young to get onto that path or that you can be too old to re-enter that path. Maybe if you'd been, maybe you had once been down that path, but now uh, you've fallen off for years and years. And in Todd's context here, he's had a lot of health issues. So, uh, you know, maybe he never even got into it. And now he's thinking about it. Maybe this is my last shot. I don't think this is the last shot. If Todd here was here saying like, well, listen, I'm 60 years old. Hey, I know some spry 60-year-olds. I know some spry 60-year-olds that, you know, just looking at them, you would have no idea that. I remember this one lady and this was well, actually, it was her, her and her wife. Her, her and her wife? Hold up. Her and her husband. They were like, they were, I think, floating around 70. I met them at the beach one time while I was doing some uh, cold plunging down in the ocean. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have, if you'd asked me pre, I would have like ballparked them at like maybe tops 45, getting to 50. But they were like 70, 75 years old. Now, these guys, or these older, this old, lovely older couple, they were also down at the beach doing plunging. Surprise, surprise, that people who maintain their fitness, people who maintain their health, people that prioritize on a Sunday morning, dunking their bodies in freezing cold water. Surprise, those people actually happen to look 20 to 30 years younger than they actually appear. You know, that's that's really interesting. Which is why I'm so into, I'm so into, you want to call it biohacking? I don't really like that term because it's a little bit of a, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I mean, I like the term biohacking, but I don't like the uh, religion that goes behind it in the same way that you'll see with veganism. Like veganism on its own is fine. 
it's the religious fanatics that get behind it I got a problem with or this you know they're rubbing the wrong way so you don't even know the term biohacking there you know people that are just interested in living a better quality of life I like that shit I'm really into that shit myself so I practice a lot of fasting practice a lot of self-induced fasting practice a lot of cold showering but anyways back on what I was saying here I don't think there is a too old and if you had brought me a 60 year old Right, you brought if I, if a sixty year old comes to me and says, "Hey Adam, I want to learn day game." I'm not turning him away. I'm gonna go, "Fuck yeah, let's go, let's go, let's get down this journey and let's find out what you can do." I'm excited to see what this experiment's gonna be. So now maybe I want to tack into. I have personally in field coached two forty Norths, two forty Norths. Uh, Simo, who was. Could have been 41, could have been 44, and Rody, who I'm pretty sure was 44, right? So we're getting closer to mid-40s, and we had a time, man. We had a fucking time. One was in uh, Australia, and one was in Miami. Shout out to Rhodes in Miami if you're listening or watching to this. What a time we had. And listen, man, uh, he, was, he was ripping it up. He was getting down. Uh, now, is, am I sending him into girls that look somewhere in the tweenies, like somewhere between, you know, maybe the 17 to 19? Not really. Not, n- no, because is there a gap there in terms of relatability? Yes. Maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. Maybe in terms of like, what's the reality of the situation? The reality of the situation is that a 17, 18, 19 year old girl, I should probably just say 18, just to keep it above board for everyone. But, you know, let's say an 18-year-old girl may not have as much to relate to to a 45-year-old dude. You know, that's just the reality of the situation. Now, age, you know, there's that cliche, age is just a number. Well, it is. It is because, like I've said, I, I know, and to me, in my my opinion, and this is on such a tangent because I want to get to this, though, 30 to me seems like the new 20. And I'm not sure if that's because I'm in my 20s now. But I've coached a lot of 30-year-olds. In fact, I would say a lot of the guys that, whether it's through infield uh, boot camps or whether it's through one-on-one Skype calls, I would say the average age of my clientele is roughly late 20s to 30. You know, the guys that I connect with on social, they're often a little bit uh, younger. Those guys, you know, they're like between like the 14 to 22. But I would say the guys that are actually, you know, that I spend most of my time with are somewhere between 25 and 30. And before we go on here, I'm just going to reset this count. So yeah, most of the guys that I deal with are roughly around 30 years old, maybe a little bit younger than that. And, you know, to an 18-year-old, 30 seems really old. Like, if you've just come straight out of high school, 30, that guy's like, that guy's a man. Like, 18-year-old coming out, you're a little boy. Like, your little boy coming out into the real world now. But a 30-year-old, this guy should have his shit together. This guy should be a fully-fledged man. I don't think so. Because as I've been going through life and what I've been finding is that 30 to me is actually like 20. That especially in this day and age, especially in this day and age where you've got the whole fruit basket available to you, where any opportunity, like we're not living back in medieval times, we're not living back in times, not even medieval times, but we're not, this is not the 80s, this is not the 70s, this is not the 40s, this is not the 50s where you got this one job, you go to school and you do this one job for the rest of your life. That's not how life is anymore. You constantly are being forced to reinvent yourself every single day. And so 30-year-olds, 
that are just coming in learning day game, they often think it's a little bit too late. They think it's like, oh, I'm 30 or my friends are getting married or my friends are starting to, you know, ship off and I'm just starting to get into this. Do you think I can get it done, Adam? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course you can. Drivers drive. I've said that twice now. I'm parking that for what that means in a little bit. But I'm still, as you guys can tell, I'm still painting context here. So for a 40-year-old, Right, even even like I'm imagining like where I'll be at forty. Listen, if you think if you think at forty years old I'm not gonna see a girl who walks down the street, and I'm just gonna all of a sudden think, oh no, hang on, Adam. Hey, even though you've been learning this shit since you were end of 16, 17 years old, and now we're forty years old. Nah, you're you're too old to be doing that. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck. Of course I will. Skills for life. Right, principles stay true because this thing that we're doing here, this thing that you want to do here, Todd, at 40 years old, all it is is contextual to the scenario that society requires of us. And what that is to say is that, well, listen, if you want to meet a girl on the street, there's a certain skill set required to do that because it's not the social norm. So whether you're an 18-year-old or a 40-year-old or a 12-year-old or 33 the skill set's the same. And I guess this is like maybe a crux point I want to kind of fine edge here is that the 40-year-olds that I have coached, it's not like, okay, this is the 40-year-old boot camp and this is the 18-year-old boot camp. No, principles stay true. The skill set's the same. Whether you've just come into this and you've just left high school or whether you've been through a few cycles of life and you are 40 years old, open qualification investment closed, Principles stay true. That's all needs to be there. Direct, congruent, authentic. Principles stay true. You still, it doesn't matter how old you are, right? Now, what you're, what I'm, what I feel that Todd is most likely speaking towards here is his insecurity around his number. You know, it could be ex, it's both external and internal. The external things I'm sure you're getting at Todd is, you know, what will my friends think of me? What will my colleagues think of me at work? What will my parents think of me if they find out that I was out there learning how to improve my social dynamics? <laughs> you can see how ridiculous it is when you actually call it what it is, right? But I'm sure your mind's probably wrapped up in a few different things. I'm sure your mind is not framing it in such a positive and constructive and build-like mentality way. I'm sure your mind is just going straight to the neg, straight to the negative, straight to the teeth, straight to the acid of this, the toxicity and being judged by other people in a negative way. I'm sure that's where your mind's going, but what I need you to encourage yourself to open up towards, which is that fuck what other people think. Fuck what other people think. You know, you want to get, uh, I'm sure you wanted to hear a little bit more about the two dudes that I have coached, like in boot camp. Now I've coached a lot of guys via Skype calls, <clears throat> via Skype calls that were north of 40. But in terms of real world guys that were actually willing to come in and do two days of intense, immersive training, right? I've got two real good examples on that. And actually, uh, I was talking with Mick. We're down at um, we're down at Himeji doing a bit of meditation this morning. And I was talking about how I was going to be doing this potter. And we we're talking about these two guys and how you would think, and I said this, you would think that more, I would have more clients that are older. Because you would think that those guys uh, would be more willing, more able, more ready, I guess. But actually, well, that's what I would think anyway. But it's not the case. And it goes to show that, and I know my analytics, I know my, I know my demographics, I know roughly how many older dudes, and I got a good slice. 
I've got a good slice of older dudes that listen to my shit. And in fact, I've got an entire video on something like um, how to pick up guide for 40 plus, And I got a real strong reception. But what I find is that the guys that are willing at that age to come onto something like bootcamp or to, to seek to seek higher guidance in an area of life which they know nothing about as evidenced by the state of their lives, right? Most guys at that age just don't have the humility. Most guys at that age don't have the humility to sit down and write me an email or to come on a boot camp or to do Skype calls or whatever because, you know, at that age, their roots are so dry. Most guys who get to that age, they don't stay fertile. They don't stay green. It's that old thing of that, listen, if you're not green, you're not growing. And just because you get to a certain age, you think you're beyond growing? Fuck you. No, of course not. You need to be in this mindset of learning forever and always. So the two guys that I have coached that were willing to come in and to not just, you know, it's one thing to uh, to do, you know, Skype calls, but it's another thing to submit to the process of which my boot camp is, which is just like, Listen, you got to have no ego. you got to have the only mentality required, which is learning. I take care of the rest. If you can come to me with the mentality of, I'm just here to learn, Adam will take care of the rest for you, okay? I'll show you what you need to learn. And those two dudes, I remember them fucking killing it on boot camp. In fact, Simo pulled first night, which is like ridiculous from a day game boot camp. You know, night game, different story, but from a day game boot camp, Jesus Christ. And I was mentioning before how, I wanted to talk on what helps a guy at 40 and what hurts a guy at 40 versus what helps a guy at, say, 18 and what hurts a guy at 18. And I've already mentioned what helps, uh, sorry, what hurts a guy at 40 is that his, his roots get dry. That guys who go through life a little bit more, they definitely get dry roots. They stop being willing to acknowledge, hum, you know, being humil- sorry, being humble enough and having the humility to go, well, I need, I need someone else to teach me this. That's what hurts a guy at 40. So if you listen to this, Todd, it's great that you've been able to send this message, but what I'm wondering is what type of action are you going to take? What type of action are you going to take? Because you got it from me. You got it from me right here. There is no too old. And now I'm going to peg this back now, take that peg back out when I said to you before of drive is drive. I said it to you in that email, and I've said it twice here in this potter with kind of honey dick in it, but now I'll go straight into it. What does that mean, drive is drive? Anyone who has the drive to learn, hey, that's it. That's it. And that's it, not just based on age versus age. That's it on all levels. On all levels. The person who is more driven, that's the person who's going to win. The person who can sustain his drive, that's the person who's going to win. Doesn't matter whether he's a five foot four short Asian dude. Doesn't matter whether he's this five foot four chubby, chubby dude from Austria who's been bullied all his life. That his parents have set him up with terrible, terrible expectations of the world is going to give him and what he should expect of himself when he goes out into the world. Right? You could you could be the least societally expected, validated, awesomeness thing, right? in terms of whatever that means. I'm trying to think of different words of just going what I usually say, which is, you know, like six foot square cut jaw, you know, GQ magazine model, right? Say you're the complete opposite of that. You're the least that, right? At the end of the day, you get, give me that guy, all right? Fuck you guys. Listen to this. (laughs) I say that in a good way just to get you guys hyped. Give me that guy. Give me that five foot four, 
five foot four. Let's even take Asian because Austrian, that even gives you too much of an out because at least he's white. How about this? Give me the five foot four chubby Asian dude, right? Who's got no social acuity, no social understanding. In fact, let's make him 40 years old as well. Let's take a 40 year old, five foot four chubby Asian dude. What you would expect would be the least, the least attractive option for a female in this day and age. You give me that guy versus the six foot square cut jaw, just just German blonde hair, blue eyes, just fucking GQ all day. Right, you take those two, but the one separating all the all other factors being equal, but the one separating factor being that the five foot four chubby Asian dude has a drive like you've never seen. He's got the drive of some some Siberian tiger that now listen, you listen to me, guys. Siberian tigers, they only mate like once a year. They live solitary lifestyles. They live solitary lifestyles. They don't live in pair bonds or anything like that. But once a year, they put out the cat call and they come to fuck, right? And then they come to fight. They make, they make, they make, they, they, uh, they procreate, they create offspring, and then they go back into their lives, right? Now, so they live very solitary lives. Their drive to, to fuck and their drive to have sex, it only comes in like once a year. But when that drive comes, blood is spilled, right? Blood is spilled over, and you can see there's a lot in nature in general the, during, um, <clears throat> during these seasons, during season, mating season, that animals that were previously very placid, very shy, very solitary, all of a sudden turn into these, turn into beasts, turn into beasts because it's time to fuck. Hold on, let me reset this cam. All right, so you got the Siberian tiger bloodlust. That's what I'm talking about here. You got that bloodlust, that once a year. Think of that. Think of what that feels like. But you insert that bloodlust of drive into the five foot four chubby Asian dude, right? So he's got that. That's the one separating factor. And then the six foot, let's just call him Mr. GQ. Mr. GQ has got none of that. Scale of zero to 10, right? He got a 0.1, right? He could, he's only got enough interest in learning about social dynamics and learning about what it means to, to really embody the masculine to feminine play, right? And to really learn about what that means, right? He's got like a 0.1 interest on a scale of 0 to 10 into what that is. And that's his drive represented, 0.1. Yet five foot four chubby Asian dude, he's got, a, he's, he's got a straight 10. He's got a straight 10 in terms of the drive to learn. Give me that dude. Give me that guy all day, any day. I would rather work with that guy and I would put all my money on that guy to be able to get it done. Now, does, will he get it done as fast? Will he get it done as smoothly as Mr. GQ? Does Mr. GQ, all he has to do, Adam, is just roll up into fucking any bar and the girl's probably going to approach him? You know what? Probably is. Probably is. But that's reality. That's life. You don't like it? Suck it up. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I don't care that you don't like reality because reality is what it is. However, my point, my point to this is that I would rather be the dude who has undeniable Siberian tiger level drive. I would rather be that dude because that dude will always have the opportunity to change. That dude can go, like his room for improvement is so great. Yes, the amount of work he has to do is insane. Yes, and also he's 40 years old, right? But if you insert the drive into that person, make no mistake, he will eventually get it done or he dies. And that's it. Like, that's it. It's either, because what are your options here, Todd? What are your options here? It's like, at 40 years old, clock's ticking. Well, not really. 
Not really if you take care of yourself. If you eat right, you train, right, you lower your levels of stress, you live a fulfilled lifestyle, you could reasonably expect to live until 90, 100 years old. You're not even halfway through your goddamn life, right? You're not, the clock is not ticking, right? And in fact, if anything, if anything, going back to these two dudes that I coached on boot camp, you know, those guys were approaching girls roughly, I would say, youngest I would send them into is like 20, but you know, anywhere between 20 and 30s. And what I found was the thing that helped older dudes who are learning day game is that they are more readily able to use the tools that I teach them. Now, this is interesting. So dial in here. This is interesting because what I find if, say, I've got 18-year-olds that come on boot camp and I've got 40-year-olds that come on boot camp, the 18-year-olds, it seems to take them longer to implement said tools. And I think that's just because they don't have pattern recognition tools that have been taught throughout life. You know, even if you're not, you know, bowling by 40, you've still been through a lot of cycles of life and you've still seen patterns of life. So that when a 40-year-old who's got this learning mentality, you know, while the fact is being equal in terms of mentality, you know, he's, got, he's got his mind there, he's ready to learn. When I teach him the certain skills and give him the space to implement those skills, he's able to use them much faster because he's recognizing patterns faster because he's been through life faster because he's had more experience in life in general. Like just the fact that you've been through more life, that is a severe, severe positive in your corner that an 18-year-old doesn't have and couldn't have because that's reality, just doesn't have it. So what I found is that these 40-year-olds were much better with closing. They were much better in terms of just blood in the mouth mentality of lead, 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 lead. Because once they're shown what to do, what they're shown what to do and why we do it, it's like, oh, oh, okay, well, I'll do this then. Oh, well, instead of maybe shooting just for the number, oh, maybe I'll take this girl to the bar right now. Whereas an 18-year-old, that he doesn't have that gear yet. At least on the first two days, like that's what he's got to learn. But a lot of 40-year-olds that come into this, they pick up the skill set quicker. I guess that's a better way of saying it or a, a simpler, more uh, efficient way of me saying this is that all other things being equal in terms of mentality, like if 18-year-old and 40-year-old come at me with the learning mentality, right? They're just here to learn, which means low-level ego, high-level humility, then and both being given the same Obviously, you can never do this, but hypothetically, both being given the same set of experiences in terms of the same girls, they approach the same girls, same amount of girls, same amount of time. A 40-year-old, generally speaking, has a better ability to implement said skills. Like he can just act upon them faster. And I really just chalked that up to the fact that he's just lived through life faster. Now, that's, of course, you can't extrapolate that out to all 40-year-olds. Right, because I'm sure there's maybe some 18 year olds going, but Adam, I'm way better with girls than I than my dad ever was. Yeah, I'm talking about a 40 year old that is special enough to want to come on boot camp. Right, that that's that's someone who's is showing incredible levels of humility, and you know, I guess it's inspiring to me because when I was coaching those guys, and you know, they're looking up to me because I'm showing them things in the world of social dynamics that they had no idea about, that their parents did not teach them, that their fathers did not pass on to them. And so they're coming to me, and I'm like 23 years old at the time. I'm like 23. In fact, I might have been 20. I was thinking I was 22 for similar. And, and you know, they've, uh, they've placed their trust in me, and they're looking up to me, and they give me the full respect. And, you know, they're just like, Adam, you, you're so far ahead of your years here, and that's why I've come to you to learn from this. And, like, when I see that, I'm like, I want to be that guy at 40. Right? I want to be the guy at 40 that recognizes if there's some hole in my temple and I see a younger dude who's fucking killing it in that area. 
I want to be able to go up to him and get the juice and be able to say, hey, I can see you're doing shit here. I can see you're doing shit here that I don't currently know what to do or what to do of, what to do about. So can you show me this? I want to be that guy at 40. And it's so coming back, the start, and let me kind of wrap this kind of thought up here just to really kind of pierce it in your mind. If you are an older dude, there is no too old because drive is drive. And actually, that is where this whole, this line, this absolute buffet of tangents came on. That's where the whole Siberian tiger and the whole five for four chubby Asian dude thing came from, which is that, listen, at the end of the day, drive is all that matters. The drive to learn. The drive to learn. Please simmer that. Just scorch it into your mind. The drive to learn will always be the key determining factor between success and failure. Right, Because essentially what that means is that it's either you win or you die. If you have got the drive to learn and an undeniable drive to learn, it's either you win and you learn what you need to learn and that you come out on the green or you fucking die because you never gave up. Because you never gave up. I want, I want that guy. I want to be that guy versus you know, everyone will say, well, you know, wouldn't it just be easier if I could be the GQ model? Hey, he's got his own issues to deal with. And I have coached a lot of those guys. They've got their own issues to deal with. It's neither better or worse, but it's the thing of like, it's the thing of the handicap. It's all handicaps. It's just a different handicap. And the handicap always looks better looking at it from the other side. Like looking at the first world child that has been born into a family of absolute prosperity. He's got millionaires, parents, right? Anyone looking at that guy would think, well, that guy has it all. But why does he fall into depression? Why does he fall into serious levels of not being able to get up in life anymore? Because he's been given everything. So he's not been taught the drive. He's not been taught that you have to be able to self-generate drive to be able to feel fulfilled in this life, right? So he's got his own issues to deal with, which are just as difficult for him as it is for the guy who's, you know, born into absolute poverty, absolute poverty and didn't have any of the resources this kid have and that guy's you know held down by the fact that everyone he's surrounded with is all in the deficiency mindset and they they hate life and no you can never surmount to anything in life and he's surrounded with that that's just as crippling as the dude that was never taught drive right if in both scenarios you know one's more comfortable than the other in terms of physically like if you're asking which one would you rather be, of course you would you would rather take the physical comforts. But hang on a second, when you look at the difference between those two people, and you look at the people you admire, the people you admire, generally speaking, have a dog story. They have the scrapyard dog story of where they came up, or they had to come up because they had to show that level of drive, and that's what we all fucking love. We love seeing a story of someone that had to self-generate his own drive. So it comes back to this. T-O-D-D. It comes back to this, which is that there is no too old. If you show me a 40-year-old that's willing to learn, he's going to get it done. I'll show him how to get it done, right? Will it take time? Yeah, depends on who you are. But that goes the same for a 12-year-old. That goes the same for a 12-year-old. Now, let me get onto this because we're going to step off the old examples now. We're going to go into younger guy shit now. But for those of you that are younger, you should have been listening to this intently. Like you, For those of you that are younger here, this is doesn't. it's not like none of this shit that I've just said for the last... 30-some men's doesn't apply because you're 18. No, but I said before, if you're not green, you're not growing, right? You've got to stay with this humble learning mentality. So drivers drive. I'm just trying to think if there's anything I want to pump in there towards the end. How can you do it? And you might be thinking now, well, how how should I go about it? The same way that an 18-year-old goes about it. 
Like that's what I'm talking about here, that the principles still apply for anyone. It's your own bullshit you got to contend with. And I encourage you to throw it out if you want to change your life or don't, or don't. Because Todd, nothing changes unless you do. Nothing works unless you do. Nothing changes unless you do. Nothing works unless you do. So it's up to you. You got to make a decision. Am I going to take control of life? Am I going to get out there and say, fuck it, forget about what everyone else thinks, and I'm just going to go down go down this rabbit hole of learning what it means to better oneself in the face of extreme adversity, your, your own anxiety, your own nerves, societal expectations? Cool, go do that. Or don't do that, and cool as well. The world still goes on. The world doesn't give a fuck. Let me reset this camp. So that's enough juice on the old stuff there. I want to talk about what helps and what hurts a younger guy coming into this journey because listen like what i want to talk about here you know the title is what's the perfect age to begin pickup you guys already have the answer to that there is no perfect age it's just whatever the age you're at like wherever you are right now it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and now don't be that straw man guy that goes well what about a 90 year old can he do day game listen don't be that guy (laughs) and i expect that of my audience is that guy because you know what? Fuck it. A 90-year-old, a 90-years-old, I'll probably still see that girl walking down the street and I'll still run up to her. Like, listen, that's a, let's be real here. Let's be real here because this shit isn't for a certain age range. It just so happens that a certain age range is very interested in this. And that happens to be humble enough uh, to be able to accept that they need to learn this. But even then, there's just as many 20 to 24, 18 to 24-year-old guys that do not have the levels of humility to be able to even embark on this journey, right? It, it's like, it's all uh, it's all liquid here. So what helps a guy that's coming in at 12 years old? <laughs> I've spoken about this before, that the youngest client I've ever coached was 12 years old. Now, did I have him out there doing day game? No, no, we were coaching on mentality. Well, coaching on mindset as what his parents set up, actually. Uh, but but I could foresee. Um, I think Jordan. I think Jordan, my old my old wing and long time homie. Ho- hopefully, you're doing well, my friend. I haven't spoken in a while. Um, I don't even know where you're at, but like physically in the world. Let me know. <laughs> uh, I think Jordan started at 13. I think he's the youngest I know. But I've I've seen a lot of 14-year-olds. I've seen a lot of 16-year-olds. The youngest was 12, not doing day game specifically. But I think the youngest I've coached or that I've seen do day game was 14. Now, what helps is extremely young guy. Now, just uh, extrapolate this upwards. So say maybe you're not 14 years old, but maybe you're 18, maybe you're 20. I still consider that very young. But I'm going to be speaking to these examples of 14 and 16-year-olds. What helps a 14 to 16-year-old coming into this journey? Well, he's got that beginner's mind because he doesn't have the ego to stand on. He doesn't have the ego of a number that says, well, I'm 30 years old, so I know what life's about. No, at 14 and 16 years old, you don't know shit. You don't know anything about life. You don't even know yourself. Like, even on on a biochemistry level, like, you're not even a fully developed version of yourself. Your brain hasn't fully developed yet. So you're coming in with this straight beginner's mind. Well, it's like, you got to learn everything. you got to learn everything. And for the youngest guys that I've coached, that was the thing that I loved the most. Like just being around them, that it's like, mm, mm, mm. like they want to learn about fucking everything. And I love that. Like they just, Adam, what about this? What about that? And, but what hurts them in that? It, the same enthusiasm, the same beginner's mind also hurts them because they have very narrow view. They have a very narrow view of what the world is, who they are, 
what they expect from girls, what girls expect from them, what socializing is. So the, and, you know, extrapolate this upwards to, you know, 16 to 18 year olds, 18 year olds, 18, 20 year olds still have a very narrow mind that that's what I think hurts guys at a younger age the most is that their narrow mindedness, you know, guys that have been through life a little bit more, they can open up their minds a little more because they've seen a little more of what life can look at. And of course, of course, my friends, we are talking in generalities right now. So just take it for what it is. I'm sure there are very narrow-minded 40-year-olds as well. And I'm sure there are very open-minded. Don't be the 16-year-old guy, that 16-year-old whose dad's taking him on an ayahuasca trip and, you know, is super high-minded. You know, I'm not talking to you, you outlier. You bloody outlier. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the generality. That younger guys have a very narrow view. So when I say to them, you know, actually, this is a point I want to bring up. This is a good point. On day two of boot camp, the first thing we do for the first hour is that I take a guy through a day two, like a like a trial run, mock run, like a the hypothetical situation of how to run a day two. And so on the couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, on boot camp, uh, on day two of boot camp, I was now my student on boot camp. Oh fuck, how old were you, Essie? Essie, how old were you? He's I would say 21, even 20 or 21. He's, if he's a young chicken, I spry chicken. Spring chicken, baby. I'm going to call you Essie. I know you said it's okay for me to use your name, but I feel I feel weird about using real names of people that I know. So I'm going to call you Essie. And, uh, and so he's a young dude. And we're sitting there in my Airbnb. And we're going through, we're going through some really deep shit about when it comes to pulling the girl, when it comes to the third stage of a day two, pull slash exit. And, you know, this is the only stuff that I go through with bootcamp students. I'm there with him and I'm talking him through and I'm getting him to explore his ideas of what it means to get sexual with a girl when you bring her back to your place. And, of course, when it co- my coaching style is such that I need you guys to find your own answers. It, it doesn't do you any good for me to sit there, for you to sit there and for me to just ramble for two hours saying, well, this is how I do it and this is how you got to do it. No, it doesn't really mean much and it doesn't stick. What I found is that that doesn't stick for most people. But what does stick is if you come up with the answer yourself. So I'm sitting there with him. A lot of the time, it's just me asking questions like, okay, so, so Essie. All right, you know the first part of the day too. Neutral meeting point, that's great. Second point, all right, you're in isolation. You've been down at the gardens. You've been down at the beach. Whatever, quiet part of the bar. It's been good. You've kissed, da-da-da. It's feeling good. You've arranged for logistics. It's good. You're bringing her back to your place. Okay, you're right back at this place. And we're sitting here, and you're, you're at Disney and chill now, or you're watching this movie, whatever you're doing, or you've had this bottle of wine, and you're playing this guitar for her. All right. How are you going to progress this? Ugh. How are you going to progress this? How are you going to know that it's ready to be progressed? So I'm asking him these questions. Now, how a 40-year-old responds to these questions is very different to how an 18-slash-20-year-old responds. And what I find is that an 18-20-year-old has a very narrow view of what sexuality is, has a very narrow view of what it means to be able to read the girl in front of you. So I'm, I'm remembering now as I'm diving in with Essie here and I'm saying to him that... Learning to read the girl in front of you is the number one skill set when it comes to sexual escalation. When it comes to getting sexually physical with a girl and sexually emotional with a girl, so it's both levels there. Even that, even that right there, I often break this down. You know, I say getting sexual with a girl, that breaks down to two things. That breaks down into a fork of one, physical, of course, but also not, of course, the emotional. 
Now, most younger guys have no idea, no concept of what it means to get sexually emotional with a girl. And that actually that makes up a much bigger portion of the pie when it comes to most girls. Eight out of 10 girls, you need to hit them on a sexually emotional level before the physical can be released. Now, you may be, you might be thinking there going, hang on a second, Adam. I've been sexual. I've, I've had sex with a girl without these feeling, sexual, emotionally, the sexual emotional charge you're talking about here. Did she orgasm? Are you able to get a girl to orgasm and fully let go? Hmm. These questions. Now, I'm not saying that you weren't. I'm not saying you weren't able to. However, what I can say for sure is that if you aren't able to bring a girl to orgasm, it's not because you're not physically adept. It's not because you're not physically hitting all the right buttons. Mm-mm-mm. No, it is because you have not been able to tap into her sexual emotional center. The place that allows her to just let go. Just be able to let her femininity be fully released into your masculine frame. Now, look at the things I'm talking about right here. 16 to 18, even 20-year-olds don't understand what I'm talking about when I'm saying this. Maybe theoretically, might be able to conceive. Might be able to conceptually conceive of what it means that, okay, when I'm on the couch of her, and I'm, you know, I'm starting to take clothes off, I'm starting to make out with her, that it's in the subtle moments of pausing. It's in the subtle whisper in the ear. It's in feeling her breathing. It's in feeling her heart. It's in feeling all of these subtle things that let you know where a girl is at. Because as the caveman dude, all you're looking for is, is she pulling my hand away or is she putting my hand there? And for some, that's because that's all physical. And you're just looking at the physical indicators of whether she's down or not down. But as you get more adept at this, as you become more comfortable, as you become more experienced in life, what you start to realize is that those are very rudimentary levels of being able to tell whether a girl is on board right now. Just being able to feel a girl's heart rate, just being able to go up, feel a girl's body tension, right? her body tension, will tell you so much more about where she's at and also in which ways she likes to be moved, in which ways she would like to be caressed through this experience with you here. Now, everything I'm painting right here, Right, I'm blowing Essie's mind on the couch in the Airbnb. I'm blowing his mind as I'm getting into deep stuff like this about how, you know, you can almost bring a girl to orgasm just through subtle kiss, right? Just through kissing certain areas, just through the nipples, just through the earlobes, right? Just through these centers that make a girl go off, right? You can pretty much bring a girl to orgasm. Like you might spend a, a full, a full night with a girl, and all you did was just you took control of the frame, you took control of the situation and you led. And you said, listen, I'm going to take you here. I need you to let go. I need your femininity to let go because I'm going to take you to a place that you've never been to right now. And what does that look like? That means like, I'm just going to lie her down. I'm just going to lie her down on the bed and just get her to breathe. Just get her to deep. Deep on breathing. Let me reset this camera. It's getting juicy here. I'm just going to get her to breathe as she's lying down, right? And I'm just going to start to stimulate part of the diaphragm, right? Just start to massage around the diaphragm, which, which will give you an immediate indicator of how tense a girl is and how comfortable she is with touch, all right? And then if she, as she starts to warm up, going to get her to release that diaphragm through deeper breathing 
And then when that's all released, then all the tension in her legs, all the tension in her shoulders, all the tension in every other center of her body starts to just ooh, melt away, melt away. Okay, and then when that's done, and listen, all, I'm, all I've got her doing right here, the candle's out, and I've got some chill beats going or whatever, some lo-fi or some Disney, I don't, I don't know, whatever. And but her eyes are closed, and she's, now this, I'm talking about physical stuff here, but look at the frame of what's happening. I'm asking her to trust me. I'm asking her to let go into me and to know that I can take her to the place where she needs to go to fully release the femininity here where that's just, it's bottled up within her that needs to be expressed because no other guy has done this for her. No other guy has been so, so centric, so centralized on the idea of that I need my woman to be able to let go first before we get into the, the wild, voracious animal physical penetration, right? Before that, because that's always there, right? That's always there. Just the the PPM, the pumps per minute. Shout out to Roy if you're listening. That's one of our old, uh, <laughs> the pumps per minute. Yeah, fuck. Shit, I'm not even going to explain what that means. I'm sure you could get an idea. But um, let me stay focused here. You know, that's always going to be there for you. And a, and, a, and, a, and a quickie, that's always going to be there. But as you get older and as you start to experience more girls and as you start to want to understand what it is to play this dance between you and this girl, you and this feminine energy, this is far more important. So yeah, you're going to spend maybe 60 minutes, but it doesn't even matter. You don't even know how much time's passed by because all you're doing is just through subtle massage and subtle caressing and, and subtle touch and using your lips as if they were the petals of a rose, right? That's how soft and delicate your touch is firm where it needs to be, but subtle and soft where it needs to be as well. And once all that's done and you feel like her energy is now putty, it's now, it's cookie dough now, right? It's melted in. It's just this melted cacao. If you got, here, try this out right now. Try this out. What you guys going to do? This is one of my favorite recipes. It's a mug, M-U-G, cake that I got. I originally got it from Stephen Gundry's uh, Plant Products book, but I've kind of made it into my own now. If you get a raw egg, right, stir it up, whisk it up in a mug, just chuck it in a mug, raw egg, right, then go ahead and get probably two tablespoons of coconut oil. You whack that in the microwave, all right, get that heated up, one one minute 30 in that, go ahead, or if you want to use the oven, whatever, just heat it up, melt down the coconut oil, pour it into the egg, right, stir that shit up, so you got this like stirred mixture of coconut oil and egg yolk, hang with me here, I'm taking this somewhere, and then you go get a full tablespoon of Dutch cacao, right? The darkest of darkest cacao or just organic shit. Just get it as dark as you possibly can. Pour a tablespoon of that into it and just watch as you stir and feel as you stir that shit. And what you see is that this cacao powder just, it, it goes from like this chalky, dusty, you know, solid thing and it just melts it just melts and because it's like so dark, so dark brown and you've got this coconut oil egg yolk mixture, which is orange, it's like bright orange and you just see it melt. You just see that shit melt and you just, it, that's how I view, <laughs> that's pretty much what I'm going for when it comes to releasing the feminine energy, right? Most girls start off as the raw cacao. When you're coming in on a girl, I know this turned to like some sexual escalation podcast. Yeah, it was supposed to be. A, it was supposed to be about what's the right age 
But uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure a lot of you guys going, no, Adam, continue. Uh, all right, I'm staying on it. I'm staying on it. Chill. That's what I'm going for. What I'm going for is that most girls start off as raw cacao, right? But what you want to do and what you want to be is that that steaming hot mixture, that steaming hot coconut oil and egg yolk mixture that as you stir and you allow her to be stirred and that know that it actually it doesn't require a lot of effort. If you guys go and try this now, I haven't even finished the recipe. Maybe I will later, but that's not the point. I wasn't trying to give you guys a recipe on mug cake. I was trying to point this out, this one particular method that as you see that it doesn't take a lot of effort. And actually, the more you try and viciously stir this shit to get it stirred and mixed in as fast as possible, that actually kind of ruins it because you get too much air mixed into it and it gives it a weird vibe. In the same way that if you try and rush a girl, you try and rush a girl into sexuality, you try and rush a girl into letting go, and you don't spend the 60 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 4 hours, 5 hours, depending who the girl is, you know, there have been times where all night, that's all it was, all night was me just like, okay, I sense that this girl is probably, she's not only raw cacao, she's been raw cacao that's been sitting in a jar for the last two years. Like she's never had a girl, sorry, she's never had a guy ask her to be open, this open, and to be this free of her body and her emotions. And so she's as raw as raw gets. And so I'm just going to like, it's like not even a tablespoon, it's like, teaspoon by teaspoon of her of her energy i'm getting her mixed in i'm getting her mixed in and it's just the way that it melts i'm getting her to melt into me now listen guys you're like adam why did you go into this i'm loving it i'm loving it but why what why why did i bring this up i brought this up because most younger guys cannot conceive of this right most younger guys their minds are far too narrow so what helps a guy who's young is that he's got a beginner's mind he's got a child's enthusiasm which is fantastic because it means he's ready to learn he's gonna learn however he often learns slower he often learns slower because he's not yet ready to apply not yet ready to open up his mind to the possibility of what it even means to spend four to five hours laying a girl out on your bed over candlelight and just kissing her body just softly kissing her body with the touch of a rose. Um, and I should have said the rose petal there because the rose can get prickly. But you know what I'm saying? Right? That, that, is a, that, that is something that requires a level, and maybe not a level, but what I'd say a bandwidth. A bandwidth of mentality. A bandwidth of open-mindedness to go, well, what if for tonight I don't go with the ppm the pumps per minute just just jungle like caveman destroy destroy mode how, how about we not do that tonight and instead i'm just gonna focus on seeing how deep i can go over i'm gonna focus on how can i get her to almost orgasm without any penetration whatsoever now that idea doesn't even make sense if you've never even if you have not got into this, I was going to say the word master, but you don't even need a master this. Most girls have not ever been shown this level of care that if you can even do 10% of what I'm saying here, that'll bring them to orgasm, right? But being able to spend enough time with a girl where, because listen, when you unlock the emotional gates, orgasm happens very quickly. In fact, it happens without uh, with very little effort whatsoever. You know, you can spend three, four hours of a girl just kissing her body 
and getting her ready, getting that cacao mixed in, melted right. But the moment you've hit cooking temperature, the moment that you've hit full mixture, and it's just 100% synchronicity between you and her, all you have to do is slide a couple fingers in, hit the G-spot, and you're five minutes in, done. Done. Because the orgasm had already kind of happened before that. It's, she was psychologically, emotionally orgasming well before that. The physical was just like, it was so brought to synchronicity that you were done. You were done. Whew. Shit. Shit. How about that for explicit? How about that for explicit? But you guys might know that I never go into explicits. Like I very rarely go into explicits. But why this time? Because I don't go into explicits because explicits aren't needed, generally speaking, for the lesson I'm trying to teach. But for this lesson, and I'm sitting here with Essie on the couch on boot camp, and I'm going through this shit with him, it's needed. It's needed to be able to point out to a young guy that physical physical penetration, that's all well and good. That's fine. You've got to have a strong body for that, definitely. However, that in and of itself is not fulfilling. You can trust me. That shit gets old real quick. And you got to work out, how do I get to the emotional core of a girl? How do I get to the psychological, sexually emotional base of a girl how can i open that up how can i open that up and open up the pathways for me to be able to melt in with that as well yeah man oh shit oh shit so what i was trying to paint out here as we sum this back up is that if you're a younger guy listening to this and if listen if anything i just said made no sense at all or if didn't make any maybe conceptually made sense but on a physical level in terms of your own skill set in terms of your own references throughout this world throughout your own experiences in this life if anything I just said was a complete mind blower, good, good. It should be blowing your mind slightly wider, like slightly wider. You should be getting your mind slightly wider open. And in that width, please extend your fingers. Please kind of pry, duck your head in there and go, oh, I haven't tried that, so I'm going to try this now. That is how you stay green. That is how you can reduce reduce your hurt right, the hurt of being a younger guy, which is that most younger guys go, nah, nah, I'll just stick to the, I'll just stick to the Pornhub style of just bang, 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 right? Yeah, and then you're going to learn these mistakes much later on and through more pain. However, if you can be a young dude that goes, oh, fuck it, I'll try it all. I'll try it all. I'll try everything. I'll try, I'll, I will suspend disbelief because I know younger guys who are just like super, super horny and they have no idea of what patience is. They have no idea of what it means to put a girl's sexual... Uh, priorities first above theirs. I know that might be really foreign concepts to you. However, this will stead you strong throughout the rest of your life. And there's a lesson you're going to have to learn at some point. Like at some point, you're going to come to the point where, oh, hold up, let me reset this camp. At some point, you're going to get to the place of where it's like, hmm, it seems that physical penetration doesn't really seem to get the job done for her anymore. Right? And oh, what if I told you? What if I told you that there is this way, there is this way of allowing a girl's emotional centers to flare up that you barely even need to touch the physical and that when you do touch the physical, it's like fireworks. Yeah, that seems like something I want to know at 18. It took me, when did I, when did I get into that shit? Uh, well, I give my, I don't, uh, it's not that it wasn't around when I was younger, but there was certainly not a guy on a podcast talking about it in the way that I am right now. Well, not, not in the way not in the, uh, oh, sorry, st- stretching out the trap and boxing the other day and, and saw in the traps. 
it wasn't like this. Like, if I wanted to find out this concept, this concept I'm talking about right now, if I wanted to find out this concept, I'd have to go into some really, really niche um, website and some really, really niche product that was sold for $9.97 on how to do this stuff. But I'm just telling you guys straight up in a free podcast, listen, spend more time on learning about feminine psychology and how to unlock a feminine's uh, emotional center. A sexually emotional center. Learn more about that and you won't really have to put in that much work when it comes physical. Now, of course, you can enjoy, don't get me wrong, you can enjoy the physicality and physicality is a big part of it, but not as big a part of it as you think it is. So it's the open-mindedness that's going to hurt you as a younger dude. Is there too young? I, I, now I want to just flip, I want to completely change levels here. Is there too young to start doing day game or night game? I'm going to be careful with my words here. <laughs> Yes and no. Yes and no. It's a, it's a very big no. Uh, sorry, it's a very big... No, yeah, that's right. It's a very big no, as in there's not really too young, with a very small yes. It's a very big no in the sense of as long as you're doing it legally, I got no problem. I got no problem with a 12-year-old going out of there approaching other 12-year-olds or 16-year-old girls. I got no problem with that. I've said this to many younger dudes who weren't 12, but 14 and 16, because that's where I get this most of the time. I get a lot of 14 to 16-year-olds that you know questioning whether they could start doing day game you know it's you know it's i'm not by by far i am not recommending that you go out and do day game in your school like common sense motherfucker like no no that that's the same advice to guys that want to do day game at uni or college on small campuses if you're going to be seeing the same people day day in after day out you got to be more socially savvy about this but if you're a younger dude you're a younger dude, right? And you're like 16, 14, you listen to this. Like, Adam, could I go out onto Oxford Street? Could I go out into Pitt Street Mall? Could I go out into Rundle Mall? Could I go out onto Fifth Avenue? Hmm, Madison Avenue? Could I go and do that? Union Square? Could I go and do that? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Could a 14-year-old start hitting up 16, 18-year-olds? Yes. Now, why am I saying yes? Why do I have no issue with that? Because it is, you are never too young to start learning about what it means to interact with other human beings. You are never too old to start learning about what it means to interact with other human beings. There is no age cap. There is no age minimum cap or age maximum cap. Listen, life, life is human interaction. The way that you run your business, the way that I run my business, the way that you're going to interact with family members, friends, the way that you're going to approach different situations, whether it's just this guy who's on the bus that's harassing this girl or this guy that's just a little too boisterous or this guy's this old lady on the plane who's losing her shit and everyone else is too afraid to say anything. But you know what? You've been learning about what it means to experience interactions with many different people across different races, different backgrounds, different ages, different environments. And you know what it is. You know what people are like at a fundamental level. You know what makes people tick. You know what goes on in people's minds. You know the cognitive biases. You know this shit. You know psychology. And not just on a theoretical level, because it's all well and good, Jim. It's all well and good, Jeffrey, to be in the books studying psychology. That's great. But that doesn't really mean shit for your street savviness. Right? There's a reason there's a reason why the guys that spend all their time in the laboratories and all their time writing these tremendous textbooks and tremendous, tremendous theory, there's a reason why they're so good at that and so poor in their personal lives. There's a reason for that because they spend all their time not applying in the real world. So you need both. You need both. You need both to be a, a studious academic guy that sits down and listens maybe to a podcast like this, takes notes, 
right? Does study the literature, does study the cognitive biases, does study what it means to uh, you know, sex at dawn, right? Boom, straight at the front down there, right? You need that, but you need 8,000 times more real world experience. 8,000, that's an arbitrary number. Let's up that. Let's up that to 8 million times more real world experience because I'll take that guy any day. Like you give me a guy who spent 8,000 8, 8, hours Say you've done your 8,000 hours in the psychology uh, textbooks, like you got Freud, right? You got Frankel, you got all these different people. You got Nietzsche, right? You got that guy, or you got a guy who's never touched even one page of psychology, yet has 8,000 hours going out, doing day game, night game, in coffee stores, in airports, in clubs, on the street, meeting different people, just exercising, just exercising, right? Exercising his social toolkit. I'm going to take that guy. Like, fuck the guy. Fuck the guy who's read the 8,000 pages. I don't give a shit. This guy knows. This guy who's done the real world shit, he knows more than that guy. Right? Does that make sense to you? The person with more real world experience, he knows more. Right? Because knowledge doesn't mean shit till applied. Right? Wisdom is applied knowledge. Wisdom is having gone through the experience, having sifted through the bullshit and have come out with the diamond the diamond of what this wisdom is, I'll take that guy. I'll take that guy because that guy knows what he's fucking doing because he's actually done it. Key word there, the key operating word, done, do, has done. I'll take that guy. So where do we even go on with this? I don't even know. But this is what I'm trying to say to you guys here at the end because I feel like this is, we're, we're, it's getting hype here. It's getting hype towards the end. No matter, oh, that's right, the, the age minimum and the age maximum. Don't worry about that shit. All you need to focus on is, hey, am I doing what I need to do? Am I living the life that I need to live? Because if you are in fact living the life that you need to live, then you should have no worries. There should be no issues. But if you aren't living the life that you wish to live, then get fucking honest about it and go, well, what do I need to do? It doesn't matter whether you're 18. It doesn't matter whether you're 40 years old. Principles still stay true. Principles stay true. It's one of my favorite sayings of my sayings, right? Which I just like to say again and again and again, which is that principles stay true. It doesn't matter how old you are. Being a direct man, being a congruent man, being an authentic man, it will always apply whether you're a 14-year-old hitting up 18-year-olds in Oxford Street or whether you're a 40-year-old who's just stepped out into Lincoln Street Mall in Miami and he's heading up these girls. You both still got to be direct. You both still be got to be congruent and you both still got to be authentic. And that's just in meeting the girl, right? How about when you bring her out on a day two and you have to apply those three principles in a day two, and then you have to apply those three principles when you bring her back to your place. And then you have to apply those three principles when things are getting casual, but maybe she wants a little more, but you don't want a little more. And you got to stay hardcore on your purpose. Shout out to Mick if you're listening to this. <laughs> and you know, no one else is going to get what that means, but we had this conversation this morning. And so you know, it's all learning. This, it's like, in my opinion, you can't get started soon enough. You can't get started soon enough. And that goes for anyone at any age. You can't get started soon enough because all of this shit applies. It's like life. It's life principles. It's just because you all of a sudden dedicate all this time. Like the medium is meeting girls through cold approach. That's the medium. But the extrapolation of value, it extrapolates to everything. It's literally applies to everything. This, I'm going to finish with this. I'm going to finish with this. One of the small things, like often in my day-to-day life, I like observing where old Adam would have failed in this situation, but now a new Adam, right? Or, you know, Adam version 1000.0, you know, has been through, been through it over the last seven years, right? And it's now fucking killing it. It's a small thing. It's in the small things. It's in the way that you talk to the British stuff. 
It's the way that when he's making up your, your matcha latte. It's the way that you talk to the air hostess when you walk up the stairs on the plane. This is one of my favorite things. I've been traveling quite a bit lately. One of my favorite things is when you walk up the stairs and say you're boarding from the rear of the plane and you walk up the stairs and then the, fl- the uh, flight attendant's waiting there to check your, your ticket or your, uh, your online ticket on your mobile. And right, old Adam would have just been super nervous. And listen, flight attendants are hot. They always are, most of the time anyway. And, you know, I would have been super nervous. And I just like, oh, here's my ticket. And she would have been like, hi, how are you? And I would have been like, yeah, um, I'm good, I'm good. Right, That's, that would have been old Adam. But nowadays, when, when I rock up on that flight attendant, I plant my feet. I plant my feet. I go in with her. And she's like, she's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Before even showing her the phone. And then I'll show her the phone. And she goes, oh, seat 22A, you're on, you're on the left. I'm like, I'm on the left. And I just, just look her straight in the eyes. And you can tell because flight attendants, they usually get the hum-ho from most people. Most people don't give a fuck about them. But if you're the one guy that plants his feet, squares up with the hips, goes straight into her eyes and goes, hey, what's up? Right? It's like, boom, it blows her away. That's the small shit. That's the small shit that the hours and hours on the street learning how to meet a girl on the street or the hours and hours in the clubs learning how to meet a girl in the clubs, right? You may not even close this flight attendant. It's not about that. What it's about is the fact that you separated yourself from the herd, that you were you showed yourself and showed her that you're a leader in this life. Hey, I'm a leader in this area of social dynamics. No one's got shit on me when it comes to social dynamics. And that's where you want to be. You know, not from an ego point of view, but from a point of view of just straight confidence that you can walk up to a beautiful girl that's doing her job and just separate her from her job, almost separate her from consciousness and get into a full-blown conversation. And it will amaze you how many girls that are at work when you front up with these powerful, powerful, this powerful intent, right? This, hey, I'm getting to know you right here. Fuck these guys behind me. You know, I often get into trouble in aisles. I get into trouble in lines, in lineups when I'm waiting for shit. Because the girl would just completely lose sight of the fact that she's even working because I've come up here and just smacked her in the face with this masculine intent, baby. Oh, shit. Let me reset this camera. Oh, my gosh. What a potter. What a potter. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm exhausted <laughs> in a good way. Like, in a, like, I can feel my brain's tapped because I barely took a moment to breathe. Like, there was a lot of energy in that potter. There was a lot of energy in that potter. I'm kind of just like reeling right now thinking about how much is in that. So, yeah, let's wrap this shit up. I thank you guys for listening so much. If you guys want to send me messages and get your context answered, you know, I love this. I love that this guy sent me this context and he emailed me. You know, hit my website, boldojo.com. That's where he sent me this through. You can hit me in the about section or the about me section. There's a little contact box there. And you send me that shit. Hit me up on Instagram at uitang1. That's where I'm most active. So slide in the DMs there. Hit me up, right? That's good shit there. Snapchat, uitang. Facebook at the Yarmui. Right? Connect with me outside of these potos. Connect with me outside of these videos. I want you guys deeply engaged. And it's how you can just continue receiving value. Because I don't treat social as uh, just what social is. I try my best to deliver value every day, through, especially through Instagram. Uh, just you know, helping guys out that way. So hit me up there. Now, plugs at the end here. If you guys would like to dive deeper and you want to be one of those guys that wants to be a little more humble, you want to be a little more courageous and go, oh, I want to find out a little bit more here. Well, Here's three things. Number one, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game. That's my ebook. It's a short little action guide. It's about 26, 24, 26 pages. And it's literally just the how-to. It's, it's not designed to be read. 
is designed for you to go through it a couple times just to conceive of it, conceptualize, and then to get on 30 days, a 30-day challenge of applying it, right? It is an action guide. It is literally what I teach students on bootcamp. All bootcamp students get it as their pre-study, right, to prepare them for bootcamp. So it's pretty much just no bullshit. This is what you need to do. Hey, that's there. That's the boot. That's the ebook. Second thing, one-on-one Skype calls. Now, I've just added two new things to the website with this. I just added it yesterday and I did like a demo on Instagram of how to use it. So, one-on-one Skype calls, this is for those of you that want to get down and deep, that want me to meticulously go through your sticking points. You want to hear my advice on really touchy stuff that, you know, email is just not going to do. Maybe you you can't get over for the boot camp. You know, guys you know, in Sweden, yeah, shout out to Nikki in Sweden, you know, guys in the US and whatnot. I'm constantly doing these Skype calls. Now, there's two new things I've added to it on the website. If you guys would like me to break down your infields, that's pretty much one step short of a boot camp where if you guys go out, you record your own infields. The context is amazing, right? So what you can do is you can pick up a Skype call and now on the website, in the extras section, you can add an infield breakdown to that. Now it's per clip. So you can see the price on the website per clip for what it is. Say you want five clips where well, you can just adjust the quantity. Right, I want to add and break down five, five infield clips here. I go through them meticulously as if I would for my own student who was just on bootcamp. I distill all the lessons, all your sticking points into actionable takeaways so that you can instantly go out and apply it in the real world, right? And then we Skype call over that, Jesus Christ, right? That's intense shit. And I love doing that because there's so much more context. So there's that for those of you that want to go deeper. Um, And also I've just added the HD video recordings. So if you don't want to be furiously writing down notes, you know, worried about having to forget shit during our call, Uh, I can now offer you guys HD video recordings of the entire session. I can send that. You can pick that up on the website. When you're booking a Skype call, you can add that option in. So that's that. And then finally, the big ticket, the shit that that I really live for, the bootcamp. All right, two-on-one maximum. I don't take any more than two students at a time. I really prefer the one-on-ones, but I will allow for two-on-one because we go deep, right? It's two days of immersive, intense immersive action that is really just geared around it. Number one, teaching you the fundamental skill set, the how-to skill set of how to go ahead and meet a girl in the day, day game bootcamp, sort of a toolbox of game essentially. And then crushing your sticking points, teaching you how to do this shit on your own, right? Teaching you to have the skill set to be able to walk through your life with the freedom of choice in your dating life. Hey, that's what bootcamp's geared at. And you know, I love that shit the most. So, you know, if you got serious, that's it's serious inquiries. Like it's not, it's not a five hundred dollar thing, right? Depending on the city, so so it's that's like that's like a that's that's so cheap, right? There are guys that will do cheap boot camps. That's not me. I only want guys that really want to have their shit ripped in a good way, of course. That want to go and get down, right? So, my boot camp is the big ticket. It's a it's an investment in yourself for your life, and that's how I treat it. That's the product I deliver, that this is an investment for your life. So it's not a short thing. So I only I only want serious inquiries. So if you guys want to do that, you can hit that up on the website as well, balldojo.com. In the boot camp, you send me an inquiry. I can travel to you. You can travel to me. We talk that out through, the, uh, through emails. We'll work that out. And hey, man, that's it. That's plugs done. And yeah, I just want to thank you guys for being here along the journey as always. I love sitting down in these potos. Even though I'm here on my own, I feel like I'm in a room with you guys. So drop me some love. You know, drop a thumbs up on this video. Let me know in a comment down below if you're on YouTube, what you thought about this, what you learned from this. Please share the learns. If you learned anything from this podcast, share it with someone else. Just so someone else can get benefit from this. 
because I would like to have been that guy that had listened to this potter not knowing about this potter. I would like to be, you know, my wing goes, hey, hey, have you checked out this potter? Have you checked out this thing? This blew my fucking mind. I want to be that guy. Like, that's the guy I'm thinking of that doesn't know about this shit. So go ahead, send him the tools. And, uh, and then, yeah, if you guys, because uh, I know that, you know, these podcasts only come out like once a week. Uh, at maximum generally speaking but if you're not following me on instagram you're missing out on a lot of value so that's adui tang one as i've said that's where i'm going to wrap this up i really do thank you guys for being on the journey you know send me your shit let's get down here let's live the best lives we possibly can and mm, hey as always john air ciao